Hi, and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast. I'm Robin Birkin, and I am so grateful and honoured that you're here today. From my own journey with infertility and loss to becoming a mind-body practitioner and holistic fertility coach, it is my sincere hope that I can help make your journey to conceive lighter, more supported, and easier by sharing deep emotional well-being guidance, doable conception tips, and real talk about what infertility and loss looks like. I'm here with you every step of the way. Now let's begin. I'm dropping in today to talk about something that might be a little bit different to what I normally talk about. It's a little bit of a mix of emotional stuff and physical stuff, and it's seven things to stop doing today in order to get pregnant. And I get it. Like I've been on the infertility hamster ride before, and I know that feeling. Have you ever felt this feeling of you need to be doing more and more, or you're not doing enough, or you're clearly missing something, so you need to keep trying the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And the problem with that is that it tips us into complete overwhelm. It tips us into massive stress, and it's that then starts to impact us at a physiological level. And every in the pursuit of trying to get pregnant, of trying to balance our hormones and trying to do all the things, we then end up going backwards on our journey because our bodies are stuck in fight or flight mode. They're, we're constantly feeling stressed and that stress starts to become significant and chronic. Instead of acute or situational stress, it starts to become this ongoing thing and our bodies then stop focusing on blood flow to the right areas, stop focusing on digestion, stop focusing on reproduction generally and the right hormones in favour of, for example, just pumping cortisol through our bodies. It's really hard. How do you know what the right thing is to do? How do you know what the wrong thing is to do? How do you know and who, you know, sometimes it feels like you need someone else out there to give you permission to quit the things that aren't serving you any longer. So if that is you, if you think that that might be a message that you would like to hear today, then continue listening and thank you for being here. Thank you for always chatting with me every week. I love chatting with you. I absolutely love putting out these podcasts and we're chasing at the time of recording this 750,000, that's three quarters of a million downloads of the podcast. Amazing. And you are amazing. And I'm grateful that you are here. I'm grateful to so many people who joined us last month for the launch of the Mind Body Fertility Reset. If you do not know, you may know if you've been listening to this podcast this year, I've completely shifted like all of my products and services. And the main thing, the big thing from now is our membership community, the Mind Body Fertility Reset. I'm super proud of this. It's like a big, giant bundle of all of the best things for fertility, infertility, pregnancy after infertility, and then parenting after infertility. We were so thrilled and humbled and grateful that so many people chose to join us at the start of the membership and we can't wait to bring you more and more and more. So thanks guys. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to bring you more but I'm also excited to talk today about seven things you can stop doing today in order to get pregnant and some of these might feel counterintuitive 
but we're going to dive in anyway. And as always, come and find me on Instagram and tell me what you thought. Did you think it was a load of BS or were you like, I really needed to hear that today? So you can come and DM me on Instagram. I try to respond to every single DM that I receive. So let's dive in. Number one, you can stop cutting out foods without knowing why or just because. We can get into this space when we are trying to conceive of believing that we need to keep cutting out foods. And in part, that is because the professional advice out there, there are some people who will tell you you can't eat legumes or nuts or seeds. There are some people out there who will tell you that actually they're really healthy and keep eating them. There's some people out there that will tell you don't give up dairy and gluten. And there's other people out there that will tell you to definitely cut that out into order to fall pregnant. And I get it. And I, my personal view is that we are all very different. Blanket statements about what works for one person and doesn't work for another kind of doesn't work. But also that your body is your best detective and we can become really disconnected with signs that our body is sending us. We can maybe continue to feed our bodies with foods that it doesn't like, that then it kind of gives up showing us symptoms. And that is why I, you know, I can't deny I am a fan of doing an elimination diet for a few weeks just so you can see what foods might be triggering you and causing digestion issues, causing you to feel really sluggish when you wake up. So I am a fan of doing that, but I'm what I'm not a fan of is just cutting out foods just because. What I'm a fan of, if something doesn't agree with you, cut it out. And then also maybe your gut changes, your microbiome changes, what is happening in your gut changes. So just because something isn't agreeing with you right now also might not mean that it won't agree with you forever. Autoimmune conditions like celiac disease, completely accepted. That's a completely different scenario. But sometimes when we are going through certain things, when we don't have great gut health, it then turns into feeling really sensitive with a lot of foods, that causing certain reactions in our body that isn't optimal. But when you improve your gut health, then you can sometimes have foods that you know maybe you didn't tolerate at one point then become quite fine for you to eat. I've experienced that myself. But don't just cut out foods without really knowing or believing in why you're doing it. Don't do it just because and don't feel really scared that you have to basically live off chicken and certain vegetables in order to have good fertility. It is definitely possible to have a very varied diet. It is possible that some people can eat gluten, some people can eat dairy, all sorts of different things. But the key is what works for you and what works for your body. And the bigger, even bigger message that I want to give to you about foods so often we are focused on cutting out this, cutting out that, and we're not actually focusing on what we're bringing in. Are you going back to basics? Are you eating lots of like vegetables and are you drinking enough water? What, you know, it's not just about cutting out big whole food groups. It's actually about, can, well, let's come back to basics. And am I eating a whole foods diet that includes healthy amounts of protein, fats, 
and carbs. Let's go and get those basics right and then we can go and circle back to other things and getting those things right. So number one is stop cutting out foods just because you saw a post on Instagram. If there is a food that doesn't work for you, yes, cut it out. Do you have to cut it out forever? No. Do you always have to be perfect? No. Perfection is a unicorn. It does not exist. But only cut out foods if you know why you're doing it and if a food doesn't agree with you. Number two might be controversial, but acupuncture. So we discussed this just in, we have weekly support circles for the mind body fertility reset. We discussed this like three days ago. What are the benefits for acupuncture? Why should you do acupuncture? And for some people, acupuncture is very beneficial. For some conditions, acupuncture is very beneficial, particularly for, for example, back pain. And acupuncture has been shown to be highly beneficial. For fertility, though, there used to be this perception or this research out there that was debunked fairly recently that claimed that, you know, like one session before a transfer and then one session after a transfer, and that's going to increase your chances of conceiving. And it was somewhat debunked. And I do believe that acupuncture can increase blood flow to the uterus. However, I, as, as with so many things, I think it is also wrapped up in the physiological response that sitting still and relaxing and being forced to stop also has. And this is what the research kind of came out and said, which was that if acupuncture is something that makes you feel relaxed, that gives you some time out, that helps relieve your stress levels, then it is certainly beneficial for fertility because multiple studies have shown that chronic stress, not everyday stress, not just having a stressful day or something like that, chronic stress, feeling chronically stressed and that's starting to impact your life, that acupuncture can be beneficial and can benefit fertility. And there was some suggestion that maybe a longer term acupuncture could have some benefits for fertility, but mainly in terms of reducing stress levels. However, if acupuncture does not reduce your stress levels, if it feels like one more thing on the to-do list that you should be doing, that you're not 100% sure why you're doing it, but you've heard on the internet that it could be beneficial, but again, you're not really sure why. And for me, my personal acupuncture experience was it was very cold and clinical. It did not feel like a day spa. And all I could hear when I was lying there on the chairs was the ding dong bell as people would walk in and out of the acupuncture place and all of the people like talking. The walls were paper thin. You know what? persevered with it for four months and then I gave myself permission to give it up. So if you are doing acupuncture and it's not feeling great, this is today I'm giving you a permission slip to let it go that based on the research, if it's not something that is reducing your stress levels, then you are okay to let that go. Number three is taking supplements just because. I have spoken particularly recently with many fertility dietitians, And one of the things that they do most frequently, a lot of them are adding just supplement reviews to their products and services because there are so many people out there taking 
a huge range of supplements and not knowing entirely why they're taking them. Or, and the thing about supplements is, number one, you should be having an adequate diet that also is giving you most of your nutrition. Supplements are only, you're just going to wee out supplements if it's for something that you don't necessarily need. So if you've already got adequate levels of something, then it's going to go down. But also it can counteract other supplements or it can counteract certain medications you might be taking or it can counteract other treatments or it might be something that will not be beneficial for your situation. It's actually, I feel like it's really important to have some professional guidance around supplements or to stick with eating a whole foods and healthy diet and then sticking with the basic supplements. So I did a podcast on supplements and probiotic, a good prenatal supplement, essential, but outside of that, really carefully looking at the conditions of why you're taking it, what your conditions are and what you might be lacking. So possibly getting some professional support to help with that but not just taking supplements just because without having a good amount of knowledge as to why that is and how that's interacting with your condition, your treatments, your other supplements and medications. Number four. So I discussed just a minute ago that chronic stress can significantly impact our fertility. And one of the ways in which we can start to have this negative spiral in terms of our emotions, our feelings, our brain, and how that then affects us physiologically is negative self-talk. If you eat something that you didn't think was part of your fertility plan, what is that dialogue sounding like? Is that sounding like you just beating yourself up over everything and when we have this negative self-talk we end up then self-sabotaging then we make it worse it's like this negative feedback spiral are you telling yourself that you need to be perfect and setting yourself up for impossible standards what does that dialogue inside your head sound like I was just doing a, a workshop and here this is something that I said the power move is not in not having those thoughts. Everybody has thoughts. Everybody has, you know, different thoughts that come through their head. Everyone's brain is designed to always be like, well, what's going on here? But the difference is whether or not you believe it, whether or not you ignore that voice, you choose to ignore that voice or whether you buy into that voice that's then telling you like, you're not good enough. You weren't perfect today. This didn't happen. That's how we then start to make ourselves feel more and more stressed, more and more anxious. That's how we start to repeat all of these thoughts that we aren't good enough, we aren't worthy, that we're not doing the right thing that, you know, fuels that fear and desperation. So be nice to yourself and answer back to your brain. It can have a significant impact on everything else, right? Be nice to yourself. The next one is pausing your life. You can stop doing this. And I'll tell you why. Again, it's related to chronic stress, but infertility is so ridiculously stressful. It is beyond stressful. And if all you are doing is cutting out and cutting out the things that were helping you feel joy, helping you feel like you could cope, what's going to happen is you're going to be stuck in this shitty situation and you're not going to feel like you can cope because you're not going to feel positive. You're not going to feel like you have anything to look forward to. You're not going to have that joy that you want in your life and it's just going to zap all of your emotional energy. 
So stop pausing your life and allow yourself to take holidays, to do things that light you up, to enroll in that salsa class. Go and do it. I promise it will be uh, super helpful for you and it's going to help you with endurance and help you in the long term on this journey. The next one, and these two are inspired by the mind-body fertility reset because we talk about low-tox living in the program and two of the big areas that I see for fertility, so this is number six and number seven. Number six is fragrance, no, yeah, number six is fragrances. So you will have fragrances and you probably don't realize it in candles, in beauty products, in your body soap that you use in the dishwasher tablets that you use. So much fragrance everywhere. And the word fragrance is listed as an ingredient, but fragrance isn't an ingredient. It's a combination of ingredients that often contains things like phthalates, which are an endocrine disruptor. So aim for fragrance-free products. So wherever you can, aim for fragrance-free products. Sometimes even like no fragrance is a fragrance. So fragrance-free is the word that is generally used for things that do not have any freight. Like I'm doing inverted commas with my hands, fragrance in them. The last one, number seven, plastics. If you are trying to conceive, many of you will know to cut out BPA, bifesnal A. It's something that lots and lots of companies are now cutting out. You'll see in drink bottles, in all sorts of microwave containers, etc., that they are BPA free. But the problem is that many of them are just substituted for products that have something different but very, very similar and acts in your body in a very similar way to BPA but just maybe hasn't been studied as much. So just looking at plastics and how can you shift that. So my keep cup is a stainless steel keep cup. I try to always reheat food in the microwave in glass and drink bottles together with my friend Emma Bowen and she's a cancer coach we both swear by those tomato passata jars so they're like the pasta glass jars they're so great for drink bottles and they're glass so where you can try to substitute plastics for glass or stainless steel alternatives and that's actually you know making small changes like that into the way that you're living your life and cutting out little bits and pieces of toxins do you need to be perfect no but doing that can impact your fertility. So let's recap. Number one, cutting out foods without knowing why or if they're, it's not because they're disagreeing with you. Number two is acupuncture if it doesn't feel like a stress relief for you. Supplements just because. Negative self-talk, pausing your life, fragrance and plastic. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope to catch you next week and I'll see you then. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Fertility Warriors. We'll meet you again same time next week. Before you go, though, if you do need some further support, then we encourage you to come and join us at the Mind Body Fertility Reset, the ultimate community for anyone who would like to conquer stress and fuel their fertility. In the Mind Body Fertility Reset, we focus on some of the big pillars to fertility awesomeness, 
that is community and support, having community there to lift you up and to carry you through your hard times. Sustainable and small steps lifestyle support, helping you conquer your diet goals, your movement goals, cut out toxins and enjoy food and becoming your best and healthiest self in a small steps and sustainable way. And lastly, and what I think is most importantly, emotional well-being. Infertility and trying to conceive can be an incredibly hard journey. And it's really hard when we haven't learned the skills through school and through other avenues to help support ourselves through really hard times. So in the Mind Body Fertility Reset community, we go through all of these things to help you become your best and healthiest self and thrive despite this journey. To find out more, visit us at robinburkin.com slash mindbodyfertilityreset. And lastly, we need to let you know that any of the information contained in this podcast is for inspirational and educational purposes only. It doesn't substitute advice from a qualified medical professional or mental health expert. Please know that there is no shame ever in getting more help when you need it and to always consult with your medical professional before taking on any changes to your journey. Wishing you all the best and cannot wait to catch you next week. Bye.